And welcome to Pikapi Podcast, your Pokemon anime podcast. What we do on this show is go through every single episode of the series individually as best we can for a rundown discussion analysis. And we try to do it in order, we really do, but sometimes we're not quite sure where we are in the timeline and have to go by air date, and that's the situation we're in right now. We're in Pokemon Chronicles with Big Meowth Little Dreams Part 2. And honestly, I think no one was just really caring much about continuity, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that this episode takes place pre-series, because while Meowth does mention Team Rocket, I don't think he mentions Jesse and James in this or any of the previous uh, Meowth in this particular city shorts. And that also solves the mystery of why the Squirtle Squad is here and why they're bad guys. But before we get into the main part of the episode, just a reminder, this podcast is brought to you by PokePress. Full of videos and other content exploring the way we fans interact with Pokemon. Not to toot my own horn, but there are some videos up involving musical discussions, Pokemon movie ending theme, um, English and Japanese tracks... Um, discussion and comparison that I am involved in, so you should definitely head on over to YouTube and check those out, or visit them at pokepress.blogspot.com. Follow those links, or you can click on them in my blog post, and I'll give you all my information at the end of the episode. And that episode is Big Meowth Little Dreams Part 2. So, Azumarill is a party boss. It just had, like, a big several-course dinner party a few days ago in the last episode. Now it's having another. The problem is that it's asked the Pichu brothers to sort of babysit Azumarill while it's setting up. And this is a bad idea. Like, from the beginning, one of the Pichu sneaks away to try and pilfer food that Azumarill's preparing rather than watch Azumarill. And the day isn't going to go much better from there. It's not long before Azuril goes missing. Like, you cannot take your eye off that thing. On the other side of town, uh, Meowth has lost his mojo. He's got no big dreams to work for, and it's made him a little depressed. Like, he needs a new purpose, something to live for. And that purpose ends up being true love. Oh, Meowth sees a skitty up on a balcony, and it is love at first sight. But Skitty is napping in the sun and oblivious to Meowth's affection. And Meowth, you know, he's got a poetic heart, but he realizes he's got to up the romance game if he wants to win Skitty over. So he goes away to think about that. He's our A plot. In the meantime, the B plot, Pichu brothers are calling for their friends because, yeah, Azuril went missing. 
It it just does that. Like, we need to tie a bell around its neck. Really. Like, when the team finds it, it's happily bouncing into the street with all the cars and trucks. Just no regard for safety. I'll also point out the panned shot when the Pichu brothers are explaining the situation to Magby and Smoochum and Teddy Ursa's faces. Like, they all look so blank and bored. Like, how many times has this happened before? Azuril's only been here a day or two. So Azuril plays its demented game of Frogger. The Pichu brothers and their friends will use the crosswalk, thank you very much. <laughs> At least someone has some sense. Along the way, Wooper is recruited. And the whole gang bears witness to Azuril's Looney Tunes-style antics, like hopping into danger and escaping unwittingly by coincidence. This thing would get along so well with Misty's Togepi. Um, and Meowth starts thinking of a way to win Skitty's heart. Roses. He plucks a bunch off a dress in a shop window. Skitty will love this. And climbs up a tall ladder to Skitty's balcony, ready to give it the flowers of love when Azuril hops around the corner. And it's like, hey, hey, listen, notice me, senpai. Hey, what you doing? Like, <laughs> Meowth is busy and Azuril starts looking for a way to get his attention. There's a lot of laundry strung between the buildings and it can jump up from one clothesline to another and get up there. Brilliant. So it does. And each time... Pulling off articles of clothing like some poor housewife is going to have a real lousy day. And Azuril basically turns into this bouncing ball of, of laundry. I can't help myself. Like, that's funny. And just as Meowth approaches the sleepy skitty, leaning in for a kiss, Azuril bounces onto the balcony and manages to swipe Meowth's roses and leave all the clothes behind. Skitty wakes up to see a Meowth with pursed lips leaning over her, holding out a pile of pilfered laundry. I think that would make anyone freak out. Even after the instant replay feature in Meowth's brain, it's not enough to calm her down. Meowth falls to the ground after getting scratched in the face. His immortal words of wisdom? As we all know, no one likes to be romanced with a pile of boxer shorts. Well, he's not wrong. Azuril enjoys all the lovely flowers, and Meowth tries to pick himself up after defeat. He's not done, though. He tries to win Skitty's heart with cake. And this might have worked, but Azuril bounced in and stole that, too. The first might have been accident or coincidence, but this, Azuril, that's just mean. You're old enough to know that was not your cake. Meowth strikes out for the second time. But third time is the charmer, so they say he comes back to the balcony with a guitar. He is going to serenade his love. And hey, Meowth's not bad. He might have some potential here. But I love as he's climbing up, the camera pans to Azuril as if it's thinking, how can I screw this next plan up? Well, Meowth is actually winning Skitty over with the guitar routine. She she looks interested. Much as Meowth's lyrics need some work, but Azuril is interested too. It comes over and starts bouncing along to the music. And Meowth tries. He tries to keep it together, but finally he just snaps like, I can't take this, and whacks the bouncing Azuril with his guitar. Except... 
He missed. He put Skitty right through a guitar, and it is less than amused. Really, Skitties always have the best faces. Meowth, for the final time, falls to the ground, covered in scratches and tears. The course of true love never did run smooth. And Azuril just laughs and laughs and laughs. This is hilarious. Not the best way to make and keep friends, Azuril. Meowth jumps up and he is ready to fight. And all this shouting gets the attention of the Pichu brothers and their crew. They hear the commotion and rightfully assume Azuril must be in the middle of it. Azuril doesn't know it's in the middle of it, though. When its friends arrive, it's happily bouncing along the rooftop's edge looking for new fun, unaware that Meowth is stalking and waiting to pounce and shove it off a roof. Honestly, Meowth didn't need to try that hard. Azuril almost fell on its own. But it's the murderous intent that matters. Smoochum grabs Wooper and points it like a missile, using its water gun to knock Azuril out of harm's way. And that's kind of awesome to me that Wooper's friends just kind of grab it like a prop whenever they feel like it. Not, hey Wooper, use water gun to help, will ya? Just grab the friend, aim, shoot. But like with Skitty, it all comes down to timing. Azuril regains its balance at the last second and bounces away, while Meowth runs up and is hit by Water Gun. It goes blasting off, to be eventually crushed by a Snorlax. Azuril returns to its friends, probably to be shipped back wherever it came from. <laughs> I'd be getting so fed up with it by now. And after all that excitement, Meowth sets his goals even lower. The new plan? A nice long nap achievable goal. And that ends the episode. Occasionally, Ash comes across Pokemon living independently, like in the wild or otherwise, but episodes like this are kind of neat because we do get to see city Pokemon living out their lives independent of humans. Like, there's not a single human being in frame in this episode. We see evidence of them, the shops, the laundry cars moving like they're around these pokemon are living amongst humans doing some human things in fact like if a zoo if azumarill took that tablecloth and centerpiece out into a legit forest the other pokemon would laugh at her but here in the city it, it's not weird i don't know there's just something that struck me about watching the pokemon living out their daily routines among the humans but not with any trainers or anything but not in secret either. They're not hiding in the shadows. Like the Pichu brothers held out their hands at a crosswalk and all the cars stopped. Like this city is the Pokemons just as much as it is the humans. I don't know. I feel something about this is important to me. I just can't articulate it. We are on holiday, so. But after this episode, we will return to our regular coverage of the main series, Ash and his... His attempts to train up his team and re-challenge the Doofer Gym. We'll see how that goes next time on Peak Happy Podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with all the updates, go to our blog page, peakhappypodcast.blogspot.com, or subscribe to us on one of the many fine podcast services, such as iTunes, Zunes, Podkicker, etc. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Peak Happy Podcast. Until next time, this has been Peak Happy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs>